Last but certainly not least, let's talk about this year's top five kickers. First up, uh, Brett Maher. Maher's on the Broncos now, coming over from the Cowboys. And it's rare that you see a situation like this where a kicker decides that he no longer wants to be with the team. That's right, Maher elected to decline the Cowboys option to pick him up, and he moved on to the Broncos. And I think he's going to have a lot of success with Denver. He's playing in mile high, which is always a great place to kick for kickers because of the high altitude. He's also coming off one of his best seasons. Last year, he made 9 of 11 kicks of 50 yards or more, good for second most in the league. And he also made 29 of 32 regular season kicks, setting the Cowboys' kicking scoring record with 137 points. From weeks three onward, he was the third highest scoring kicker in the league. And I think he's going to pick up where he left off. He had that weird blunder in the playoffs against the Buccaneers where he missed a bunch of extra points, but I think that was a blip. What I really like about his chances to succeed are one, as mentioned, he's in Denver, which is a great place to kick, but also he has Russell Wilson as his quarterback and a great defense. I think they're going to try to protect leads. They're not going to take chances and they're going to take all the points they can get, even if they are through field goals. Next up, Nick Folk. Nick Folk, I think, is a sneaky play. He has been a sneaky play for the last couple years. In 2021, he was the highest scoring player in the league. And I think last year, what made his value even higher was the fact that the Patriots were the worst scoring red zone team in the league in terms of touchdowns. And I don't see that changing very much. I don't know if Bill O'Brien's going to be able to work any magic, but I don't see it happening. I can totally see the Patriots still struggling in the red zone and relying on folk for points. I don't think Bill Chuck's going to turn down any point opportunity. He's an old school coach that doesn't leave points on the board. If there's points to be had, he's going to take them. From week three onward, he was the fourth highest scoring kicker in the league. Right now, he's not being drafted, so you could probably get him at the end of your draft if you want to take a chance on a kicker or just wait until afterwards and pick him up off the waivers. But he's someone you definitely want to keep in mind. Next up, Youngway Koo. Koo was the NFL scoring leader in 2020, and I think he may have another one in him. Last year, he had seven field goals of 50 yards or more, and I think he's going to be off to another great season this year. The Atlanta Falcons love to run the ball. Nobody ran it more than them last year. And Arthur Smith is very conservative. He will run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, no matter what the score is. And he's not going to leave points on the board either. I think Koo's number is going to get called plenty. He was fourth in the league with 37 attempts last year. And I think he's going to be right there again this year. What I also really love about Koo is the fact that he plays indoors and he has a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. I could see them struggling to move the ball through the air and not doing very well in the red zone, boosting Koo's value. Right now, he's being drafted between the 13th and 15th round. And I don't know if I'd take him in the 13th round, but I'd consider him in the 15th. Next up, Daniel Carlson. Carlson has quietly been the NFL scoring leader in two of the last three seasons. And he may also have another one in him as well. Carlson had 11 made field goals of over 50 yards, setting an NFL record last year. And he also plays for a team that was the seventh worst in terms of red zone offense. They could not score touchdowns. I don't see that changing very much this year. They have Devontae Adams. Yes, they have Josh Jacobs. But the Raiders are going to continue to struggle to punch the ball in once they get near the 20. I think they'll have a lot of big plays, but I wouldn't be surprised if Carlson's number gets called a lot. McDaniels clearly trusts him, and he trusts him from deep as well, which is only going to give him an opportunity to score heavy points and have high-value field goal attempts. Carlson also has the advantage of playing indoors, and he was also tied with Koo for the fourth most attempts in the league with 37. And I still can't believe this guy got cut by Minnesota. Top in our list, the man that's always atop this list, Justin Tucker. Baltimore had the third worst red zone offense in the league last year in terms of scoring touchdowns. 
which led to 43 attempts, a league high, for Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker also had the second most kicks of 50 yards or more with nine. And the 43 attempts were actually a career high for him. I think Tucker's going to continue to dominate the way he has been. Baltimore probably won't struggle as much in the red zone because they get Jackson back and they have all these new receiving weapons. But I have no doubt that they're going to rely on the best kicker in the league whenever it's time to make a big kick. Right now, Tucker's being drafted as early as the 8th round and as late as the 12th. So I guess it really comes down to what your draft strategy is. I will put Carlson in the same bucket. Those are my top five kickers for this season. Please subscribe and let me know who your top five kickers are in the comments below. Oh, 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 oh,